Welcome to Prepare to Care, the AARP podcast that provides resources and tools to support families and the caregivers. I am your host, Charlene Hunter-James. Since the start of the pandemic, nearly 95% of COVID-19 deaths have been among people 50 and older. While some caregivers and the loved ones they care for choose to get vaccinated, finding the vaccine has not been easy. In addition to access to the vaccine, people in communities of color face other barriers like distrust in the vaccine. Joining us today to talk about the challenges people of color face regarding the vaccine is AARP Regional Vice President, Raul Andrews Jr. and Dr. Antonio Webb, who is advocating for people to take the vaccine. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Our first question is for you, Raul. Please explain to our listeners what health disparities is and why it is important to discuss it. Good afternoon, and thank you, Charlene, and thank you, Dr. Webb, for joining us for this very important podcast. Uh, Disparities is a loaded term, Charlene, but what health disparities really speaks to are the differences in health, health conditions, health access, health care between various groups, and they can cut across many dimensions, race, ethnicity, gender, geographic location, disability status, uh, and even age. And and so what we uh, oftentimes see is an epiphany or aha moment when it comes to discussions about disparities as if they just happened overnight. Like many people because of uh, the disproportionate adverse impacts that people in communities of color, particularly black and brown, have faced with COVID-19. Everybody says, aha, there's disparities. It doesn't make sense that some populations get sick, but they are, are they're asymptomatic and they get well. And then in other populations, uh, the more likely I get sick, the more likely I'm gonna be hospitalized. The more likely if I'm hospitalized, uh, the more likely I may not ever be discharged. And so all of these are cross-cutting issues, but they're getting in the way of keeping us together so we can get a hold of this virus and get on with our lives. You've mentioned some really good points in terms of of the COVID vaccine uh, as it relates to communities of color. Let's talk about the distrust in the vaccine within the African-American community, Dr. Webb. Why isn't science enough to convince some members of this community to go ahead and get the vaccine? That's a great question, uh, Charlene. Thank you for that. Um, You know, this kind of stems back way far back from this pandemic, kind of going back to the way back to the 1800s, where there were um, unauthorized sterilizations of women of color, uh, just because they didn't think that women who were African-American had the same pain level or pain tolerance as kind of other races. And then kind of fast forwarding to the 1930s, to the Tuskegee trials, where there were uh, men, African-American men, who were treated, untreated uh, for syphilis just to see what uh, that disease process would be if left untreated. So this this distrust in our medical system 
uh, goes kind of far back, uh, you know, to those uh, times. But there's a lot of other uh, things that go into it in terms of uh, the, the government. There's a lot of uh, misconceptions. There's a lot of misinformation out there in terms of the uh, the COVID vaccine and uh, African Americans, especially those who are unwilling to receive the vaccine. And there's been multiple studies and reports have, that have come out that said that most African Americans would not receive the vaccine. And that's a big issue. Definitely. So what role do doctors and other healthcare professionals play when it comes to getting people in the African-American community to receive the vaccine? I think they play a large role. There's uh, been several studies also that that have looked at, um, you know, African-Americans and their willingness to receive the vaccine and also just receive general treatment advice and recommendations um, those numbers have been increased if the if the physician is the same skin color or someone that they can relate to so i think the treating physician who looks like the patient is really important um, i think our job as physicians is to um, first you know understand the material and everything about the vaccine and about the disease process and also impart this knowledge onto our patients. Um, we should also kind of ease uh, the, the fear of the patients. And then there's a lot of people that are very hesitant about receiving the vaccine. And I, I think we should be on the front lines just educating our patients so that, that they can make the, uh, the best decision, kind of an informed uh, the decision of whether or not to receive the vaccine. My job is to not to tell you to receive the vaccine, is to lay out information for you so you can make that decision. And hopefully it's the, you know, the right one for you and your family. And, and Raul, I'll ask you a similar question because we know that community education is so important and organizations have a role as well. So you want to talk a little bit about that in terms of the educational component of this issue? Well, as much as we would like to say that uh, the door to Dr. Webb's office is standing room only, uh, in many instances, uh, that may be the last place to come, even in a public health crisis. And so we have to work in and around and with communities so that we're talking to the people who are in a position of trust, whether that's in the faith community, whether that's in the uh, civic community, uh, whether that is... Uh, even though there's not a lot of barber and beauty shopping going around in the middle of a pandemic, some of those shops are open and there is conversation about these issues. So the public square sometimes looks different in communities of color. And we have to be able uh, to touch those folks who can touch thousands of folks Mm -hmm. so that they can hear from themselves. Uh, You know, there are some who say, Charlene, that you're not going to science your way out of this in communities of color, that's probably true. Uh, but I've even heard more recently that people aren't even looking to uh, their role models who are publicly showing that they're getting the vaccine, uh, they're getting vaccinated, they're keeping a journal about what's happening. Uh, and But I think I endorse Dr. Webb's view, be informed so that when you make a decision, it's an educated about decision about what's best for you and your family. But what I can tell you from personal experience, if we don't get a position where we get enough people vaccinated, 
we're going to continue to stay in this prolonged condition of isolation. So if you're tired of being quarantined, one of the best ways we think to can get out of quarantine, get those babies back in school, if you really want to open the economy, you get them schools back open, everything works. But if we don't get vaccinated, it's going to be next to impossible to do that and keep it going. Thank you. Dr. Webb, do you have any last bit of advice or, or information you would like to share with our audience regarding this topic? Yeah, absolutely. So whenever I'm providing recommendations for a patient or recommending a particular medication or treatment or surgery, I always look at the risk and benefits of that particular you know, um, recommendation. And I did the same thing for the vaccine. I received the vaccine about three weeks ago, and I'm receiving my second dose here this weekend, I looked at each individual trials that were out about the vaccine in terms of um, making sure that these were high-level studies, and they are. They're level one studies, they're randomized, they're double-blinded um, studies that have thousands of people in them, and they have so far, good results. So that's what I've used to make my decision. You have to look at the risk and benefits. There's been no one who has died from the COVID vaccine, but there have been almost 400, it's going on 500,000 people that have died from receiving you know, um, COVID-19, the, the, the infection. So you, you have to look at the risk and benefits. There are some minor side effects that most people get when they receive a vaccine. But I think the, the risk of contracting COVID-19 and taking that gamble of whether how your body's going to respond to it, and there are some healthy patients that end up in the, on the ventilators or they end up dying, we just don't know how and why. So I wouldn't want to take that risk uh, of how your body will respond. The risk of contracting COVID-19, even though most people have or asymptomatic and have very mild disease, the chance of you ending up on the ventilator or dying from this disease is far greater, especially in the African-American community. So the risks for me were far greater. That's why I made the decision to receive the vaccine and I uh, hope everyone else does also. Okay. Raul, before we leave, tell us what are some actionable solutions to reduce the disproportionate impact of COVID-19 on communities of color? Well, you know, the one thing, obviously, we start with the three W's that you've been hearing about uh, for almost a year now. So the first thing, we got to wash our hands more often than we normally do. Uh, we have to mask up. we got to wear a mask. Uh, and then we have to watch our physical distancing. Uh, but I think there are some other things we could do that are actionable. For many centuries, there are many cultures Charlene, who we know don't wear their shoes indoors. And maybe we've got to get to that opportunity of cultural humility where we start checking shoes at the door so we're not bringing in bacteria and other impurities when we've been out. Uh, the other thing we can do, uh, when the pandemic first hit, uh, as Dr. Webb probably recalls, people were really smart about taking their clothes off when they had been in public spaces and washing them more often and quarantine them. And I think as we've gotten quarantine fatigue, we come in, we may or may not remove our clothing, but we're not quarantining our clothing. So it's all getting moshed up together. Uh, and then I think, you know, in terms of the vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, 
intake. Uh, obviously, you want to be in touch with your health professional about doing those kind of things. But if you could, through your normal diet, increase your vitamin D, vitamin C, uh, and your zinc, uh, there are proof points out there that tell us that does strengthen our immune system so that we're at least able to fend off uh, the virus when it comes. But again, I want to start where I ended uh, and end where I start, Charlene, in those main three W's are as important in January of 2021 as they were in March of 2020. So please wash your hands, please wear a mask, and please watch your distancing. Well, my thanks to both of you gentlemen today for providing uh, some very important and critical information about the issues of COVID-19 and the impact it has on communities of color. Uh, We must continue the education so that we know that people really understand, as you said, Dr. Webb and uh, Wall, really what it's about and be armed with the facts in order to make an informed decision. So my thanks to both of you for joining us today. For more information on the vaccine distribution in Texas, go to aarp.org forward slash vaccine. We encourage you to follow the Prepare to Care podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or at www.aarp.org dot org forward slash Houston PTC. Thanks for listening. And as always, thanks for caring.